This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The deadline to submit your taxes is just two weeks away on April 18th. But if you're dreading tax day or if you haven't filed yet, don't sweat it. We've got you covered. Today, we are going to check in with an expert to answer all of your questions, from whether you should file jointly with your spouse if you're newly married, or how much money you can expect from the expanded child tax credit. Our guest, Judith Busio, can help answer your questions. She's a tax preparer and founder of Latino Tax Corp in Chicago. Hi, Judith. Welcome to Reset. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for, for joining us. So, Judith, I'll... Start with an easy one. My, my first question is one to really just get it out of the way. If we haven't filed taxes yet, are we behind? Uh, no, not yet. Um, the IRS extended the due date until April 18. It usually falls on April 15. I see. So it's not too late at this point. Correct. Start freaking out when it's the 15. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm freaking out because I still haven't even made my appointment yet. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing is we, we've had a strange couple of years um, when it comes to taxes, Judith, you know, the filing deadline, uh, it was pushed back twice, um, you know, pushed back again this year. Are you finding that you're getting lots of questions, lots of people just kind of wondering where things stand this year? Uh, correct. Not only with the, the, the date, but actually the changes in the midst of the, the tax season. As mm-hmm. you recall, last year um, for 2020, they throw us a curveball right in the tax season with the unemployment deduction. So this year, everyone is wondering, you know, if there's any changes, should I be, you know, waiting to see if they're going to make any more changes to the law? But um, so far, no, nothing. It's, it's still the same. The date, uh, the date has not been extended and then one of the big questions for all our clients was the, the unemployment. So this year, there's no exclu- exclusion. So definitely, if you had collected unemployment for 2021, mm-hmm. it has to be included in your income. Okay. Well, um, the IRS has been behind on reimbursements in recent years, Judith. How come? Um, especially for tax season in 2020, it had to do with the um, retroactive for the um for um, the taxpayers to be able to use their earned income for 2019. Since um, for 2020, a lot of uh, people lost their employment. So there's a credit that it's based uh, solely in earned income. So um, that was one of the biggest setbacks for IRS. So if people were claiming the earned income credit based on their 2019 income, those returns were pulled uh, aside and mm-hmm. then were done manually. So even if you went in and filed and your tax preparer e-filed that return for you, the uh, IRS will pull that return and um, go through it manually. And obviously that was a, a, a huge part of the uh, returns that were being done that way. That's the reason um, they were really behind. Some people have even had a, a hard time reaching the IRS to get their questions answered about taxes or um, uh, amended returns because uh, the IRS is seriously understaffed. So how do you suggest people actually get their questions answered? Um, So mainly um, everything, IRS is um, getting, you know, um, very good at posting all the uh, common questions on their website. And then obviously, depending on the type of question that you have, then there's always a publication that you can go and read. I mean, you know, publications are really long, but if you want an answer right then and there, you can find that in their website, irs.gov. All right, let's hear from a caller who's standing by. Here is Michelle in Buffalo Grove. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Reset. 
Hi, thank you. Yes, I was calling because we normally do TurboTax, and we have a home that's paid off, and then we purchased a new home in October that we plan to use as our main residence, but we're in the process of fixing it up. So I'm wondering, how does that affect our taxes? Hi. Okay, so um, the current home that you have, you mentioned that it's paid for, correct? Correct. So we're technically owning two homes. Two homes. Okay. So since you mentioned that the second home is going to be your primary uh, residency as well, then unfortunately you cannot claim um, any deductions in your tax return um, unless you were planning to use that uh, resident for investment, then yes. But since you're going to occupy that property, then you are not entitled to claim any um, expenses for uh, 2021 other than if you paid any interest on the property or if you pay property taxes um, as well. Thanks for calling, Michelle. Okay. Did you have a follow-up question? Yeah, just interest on the loan. Correct. Interest on the the new home, right, assuming you obtain a mortgage. Yes, we did. Okay. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Appreciate you calling in. And, you know, Judith, I want to talk about TurboTax for a moment, which Michelle brought up, because it got into hot water for charging people for filing their taxes. So should we trust TurboTax? You know what? Um, In my experience, um, I have a lot of clients that have come in and I have to do amended returns because um, it's based on questions that uh, the program asks the the person in order to determine what credits they should take or what deductions they should take. But since you're not, you know, actively for like speaking to a person, sometimes those questions can be misinterpreted and then the person commits a mistake and ends up owing a lot of tax. So I typically don't recommend it, um, but, you know, it's really up to the person. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you, we talked earlier about some of the, the, the changes that have happened over the past couple of years to make this tax year or filing this tax year a little bit different for some folks. How should we factor in those stimulus checks, Judith? Uh, you definitely have to let your uh, tax preparer know if you did receive it or if you did not. They're not taxable, but this is the opportunity for you to claim it if you did not receive it. And that child tax credit, it was uh, recently expanded. Can you tell us more about that and who is eligible for it? Uh, sure. So um, this year, it's, it's a great thing because um, the tax credit used to be $2,000 and only 1400 of that uh, portion being refunded. This year, they made it fully refundable. And if you have children between the age of uh, six and under, that credit can be up to 3600 or if the children are between 6 to 17, then it's up to $3,000, and again, it's fully refundable. But keep in mind that half of that, um, most of the taxpayers have already received it in advance, mm-hmm. and whoever did not receive it, then it's not lost. You claim it now uh, in your um, 2021 return. And uh, for couples who got married over the past year, I know some were waiting because of COVID, finally been able to do it. When does it make sense for them to file taxes together, or do you need them to continue to file separately for a period of time? Uh, no. If they um, got um, married, even if it was December 31st, um, they must file a married joint return unless they um, decide not to. But then the proper way of doing that is married filing separate, which I don't recommend because the tax bracket they fall on, it's a lot higher than doing married filing joint. 
You're listening to Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Judith Busio. She's of the Latino Tax Corp in Chicago. She's also taking your questions before the tax deadline on April 18th. Lots of great information so far. Let's jump to the phones and talk with Kevin in West Rogers Park. Hey, Kevin. Hi. Um, so I contributed to an employer retirement plan for the first two months of 2021. Then I left that employer. Then I contributed the maximum to my own traditional IRA. Is the IRA contribution non-deductible? Go ahead, Judith. Uh, yes. Uh, so for the first two years, for the first two months, I'm sorry, you said you contributed to the employer, correct? And then the you did it on your own? And then I left that employer, and then I contributed to my own traditional IRA. Right. So that uh, that portion that you contributed to the uh, IRA on your own, it if if it it it's not uh, it should be added to your uh, earned income for uh, 2021. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Appreciate your call, Kevin. Here is Gus in Willow Springs. Thanks for calling. Hi there. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's your question? Well, I'm on uh, uh, Social Security Disability, and um, I'm on a heart pump waiting for a heart transplant. But uh, I've been trapped at home for a while, so I went to drive Uber to try to make some money, but they limit how much you can make, and which I, uh, I believe it's uh, $1,310 a month is all I can make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never before you know, been self-employed like this. So I'm wondering, first of all, it, it looks like I can deduct, I read, 58 cents per mile or deduct, do other deductions separately. So I'm wondering what might be better, number one. And um, number two, like I said, I just don't want it to hurt my Social Security or my Medicare. Mm. Right. So um, if you earn more than $600 in cash or a self-employed, it doesn't matter how and where, uh, you must file a return uh, because uh, you have to determine if you have to pay self-employment or not. In your case, since you did uh, Uber, and we usually um, do both. We add up all of the uh, expenses, the actual expenses on the vehicle, and then we compare to the mileage uh, driven for that year. And then um, we find that most of the times it's best to use the mileage rate because it's a little bit more than 50%. So let's say that you drove 20,000 miles, it's going to be over 10,000 in deductions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. In fact, that's what I was thinking because uh, I drove 21,000 miles. Oh, no. <laughs> right. And I made about $20,000. Right. So I was going to add to that. So I know that Uber and Lyft give you a, a summary of the miles that you actually uh, drove, but that's only the mileage that you actually got paid for, not the mileage that you drove from client to client. That's uh, deductible as well. So, um we always recommend our clients to get a mileage log so that you're able to uh, properly um, deduct the mileage that you actually use uh, for the 2021. Thank you for that, Judith. Here's another caller. Here's Anne in Northfield. Hi, Anne. What's your question today? Hello. I believe that somebody filed a fraudulent claim that I owe money for 2021. Uh, based on my return, but I have not yet filed my return. I'm self-employed. I, my accountant usually gets an extension 
and uh, I, I pay quarterly taxes. I have not been able to get through to talk to anybody, and there's no information on the site about what to do if uh, it looks like there's a fraudulent claim. I see. Okay. So, Judith, uh, Anne received a letter about owing money for her 2021 tax return, which she hasn't yet filed. So it sounds like this is fraudulent. What are her Correct. options right now? Yes, if you go I, from the top of my head, I don't know the name, the number of the form, but if you go on irs.gov on the search box, type identity theft, and there, there's a form that is going to pop out. You fill it out, and there's a fax number you're supposed to send that form in. It takes a couple of months for them to process it, but then once IRS acknowledges that fraud, they'll send you a PIN so that you're able to uh, do your taxes, do your tax return. Thank you for that. Um, I've got a question on behalf of any listeners, Judith, who are filing taxes for the very first time. I'm thinking of teens, maybe, who, who just got their first job. Where do they start? Um, well, first, gather all their income sources, whether uh, it was W-2s or any uh, self-employment uh, income. And like I had mentioned earlier to the other caller, um, any income earned through those cash apps or any PayPal apps or Uber, Lyft, or DoDash, if it's more than 600 even if they didn't send you the form, you have to file a return because then IRS is going to come back and tell you that you didn't uh, report that income in your return. And then um, one important thing for this uh, tax season is that if um, the teens are over 19 and they started working and they earn less than $21,000 and they're single, uh, they qualify for uh, earning income credit this year, which is nice. Nice. Uh, quick question about deductions. What, what are things that people can write off from their taxes that they may not even know about? Well, the, the typical, you know, it's either the, the IRS allows you to take the standard deduction or the itemized deduction. And in the itemized schedule, you're able to deduct any expenses, medical expenses paid out of pocket, any donations made um, to any um, either church or Salvation Army or things like that, as long as you have the, the, the proof that you actually made those deductions. Um, if you own a single uh, property and you occupy the property, you're able to deduct the interest. The loan, uh, the interest on the loan, uh, the MI mortgage, and the uh, property taxes, uh, job-related expenses. If you had to pay for uniform, the union, um, those are some things that I uh, mentioned right now from the top of my head. Yeah. But if you adding all those things are more than your standard, than your standard deduction that IRS gives across the board, then it's uh, it's good to take the itemized. All right, let's go to one final caller, Christine in Bucktown, I believe. Christine, there's uh, congratulations for you. you. You just got married. Is that right? That is right. Hey, that's awesome. Thank you. So, so we talked a little bit about newly married couples. What's your specific question? My question is, I received a, a large bonus this year um, due to the sale of the company that I worked for. So this is atypical, and I'm wondering if I filed jointly with my new husband, if that would negatively impact him. Um, and you got married 2021 or 2022? 2021. 2021. Okay, so um, definitely um, you both have to file Mary filing joint, and then that bonus that you receive is going to get added to uh, on top of the income that you both um, earn, and then that might put you at a higher tax bracket. Okay, so if we filed separately, would that be better for him? 
Um, in a sense, but then you will be left with an even higher tax bracket because if if you file Mary filing joint, let's say for instance, if you file Mary filing joint and you fall on between eighty one thousand and one seventy two, you pay twenty two percent tax rate. But then if you do it separately, um, you'll pay that twenty two percent even if you uh, earn less than eighty six thousand. Does that make sense? Thank you. Great. Uh, final question before I let you go, Judith, what should people do if they need more time to file their taxes and they can't meet that April 18th deadline? So definitely file an extension, but always keep in mind that that extension, it's only to avoid the penalty on not filing, not on what you owe. Mm -hmm. So if you are a taxpayer that every single year owes, and you must file that extension with a payment so that when you actually get to filing, and if you owe an amount, you will have already paid your tax in advance and you don't get hit with the uh, penalties for not making that payment. Thank you so much for taking our calls. That is Judith Busio, who's a tax preparer and founder of the Latino Tax Corp. We really appreciate your time, Judith. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.